0: Hello, people. This is still Michael Lobo. Just Because the Human Experience Podcast, episode 168. This was recorded November 27th, 2022. Today is January 14th, 2023. Um, w- uh huh.
1: Um, I'm excited for the Pokemon calendar.
0: The Pokemon calendar? Oh, the advent calendar? That's not going to happen till December. Yeah. Okay. Can I keep going? All right. I was joined my, my brother Isaiah and my friend Dilcia, and we talked about parenting. So, this is the sort of part two on the parenting episodes. I might do more, pick more people's brains, but we, we just shared our experiences about parenting. And my son, what do you think about me as a parent? Am I a good pop pop? Yeah. Am I? Yeah. Why?
1: Because you take care of me.
0: I take care of you. I have to legally though.
1: Yeah, you take care of Emerson.
0: Yeah, your baby sister. I'll go to jail if I don't. No. No, I will. Really? Yeah. Is there anything I could do better as a pop pop? As a dad? What could I do better?
1: Um, you could go to school.
0: I can go to school? For for what?
1: Being a teacher.
0: For being a teacher? That's nothing to do with me being... What? What do, you, what do we like to do together?
1: We like to play games.
0: Like what kind of games? Uno. Uno? Sorry. Sorry? We like to play Find the Smell. It's where you two in a room and I try to find it.
1: <laughs> no, we don't do that.
0: We don't do that. No. Or play Leave You at a Store and then I'll Be Back in Two Hours. Um, no. No, you know a game we like to play. What? Is we poop in the toilet and wait till Mama's finds it, then have her guess which poop who pooped it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> being a pop pop is hard. I'm sure being a kid is also hard, huh? Do you want to say anything else? No. Well, we gotta say something. I like cheese. Okay. Well, <laughs> What the? What? Why don't you say hello?
1: Hello, ladies. Hello, boys.
0: <laughs> I have loved that. You've made being a dad worth it with that. I love being your dad. You too. Goodbye. Goodbye. Enjoy the episode. Enjoy the episode. <laughs>
2: What's up, brother? Hey, how you doing? That's you back. Can you hear me? Okay.
0: Yeah, I can. You'll see Deulcia, how you doing? There we go. Yay!
1: <laughs> Sorry about that. I was trying to figure out what was what. Can you hear me okay? Because I don't yes. know if this computer audio is good. Okay.
0: Yes, cool. you're all good. Thank y'all for doing this. I have my my eggnog and my coffee sitting. Yeah. I'm ready. Both okay. I wanted to talk about parenting. I hope I told you all that okay. Um, only because
1: I I had to ask
0: you that's that's true. I was gonna tell you eventually, like when you got on here. Uh, (laughs) I find it fascinating how I mean, I love psychology and how people are, but parenting is so so fascinating in that we're in charge of this this life and how they turn out is a lot uh, a high percentage is up to us i mean there's other stuff too so i wanted to talk to parents and pick your brains um if we could uh go go around the room and share sort of how many kids how old if you feel comfortable what sex or gender um they are but yeah whatever you're you're comfortable to to share to do you want to go first
1: sure i'll go first um so I have uh three kids my daughter Olivia she's 19 now uh, which is so crazy to think yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I have uh, two boys Solomon he is 17 and Dorian is
2: 14.
1: so yeah those are my that's my crew
2: <laughs> yeah Isaiah very nice. They'll see you rolling with the teens, huh? Yeah. <laughs>
1: yes, all teenagers.
2: <laughs> Bet you got your hands full. Um, yeah, my name is Isaiah. Uh, my I just have one, my daughter, Delilah. She just turned seven uh, this November 2nd. Um, but I do want to share, I feel like this a lot of times takes like a big chunk of who I am. Um, I took on a parentified role as a youth. So I feel like I did a lot of like, raising my younger brothers. I'm the eldest of four boys. My second brother, he passed away, I think, when I was four. So we were about a year and some months apart. And then the other gap for my third brother and I is eight years and then 12 years. So for my youngest two brothers, there's a good amount of of time between us. And um, I definitely feel like at one point, like I, I, I was a father figure and they still look up to me as like a father figure. And I feel like that was for sure, like a large majority of my young adult and adult life of like being there for them and taking care of them, making sure they're good, everything they needed.
0: For me, it's uh, I, I have two. Uh, One is five. She's turning one in three days. Yeah. So finally going to try tequila. No. um. <laughs> CPS doesn't listen to this. Um
1: hey, you've kept her alive this long. <laughs> that's
0: that's how I always put it. Because there always people always say, "Yo, what are you gonna? What are you gonna do for the kids?" I go, "What do you? What is Serena and I gonna do? Like, what? Who's gonna do stuff for us? Because we are the ones who kept them alive. It's not them. They they live rent free." Um, I was asking for like a surprise just a minute ago. And he said, what's my surprise? And I said, you're breathing. What do you mean? What? Why do you think you just get a surprise? Uh, and Serena goes, you live rent free. Look around. Look around. This is all yours. So don't, you didn't pay anything for it. How would you describe your relationship with the other parent? Are you together? Are you, how's the co-parenting situation?
1: Well, for me, I've been uh, divorced for about, yeah, it's almost 10 years now. Uh, We were married for 10 and then, no, maybe it's like nine years. Anyway, it's close. But we, you know, we actually get along really great. I feel like we get along better now um, than almost when we were married. We, um, uh, pretty much all our conversations are just about the kids. Um, As we were going through the process of the divorce, we, we knew that if we're going to do this, we have to be able to get along for, for the sake of the kids. Um, And um, we've, I, am definitely very thankful that we were both able to do that. Cause I know with the, there's a lot of people who try to co-parent or, or they're co-parenting, but it doesn't, I mean, it's, there's a lot of um, animosity and hurt Mm -hmm. feelings and stuff. And like, I, I know my ex-husband is, is good. He's like, I think his mom is my, maybe a little less happy with me than he is. She's Aww. just like, you hurt my baby boy. Aww. He's like, I'm fine, mom. It's, it's cool.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we get along great. We live like less than a mile away from each other. So the kids go back and forth uh, easily. And um, we have about 50, 50 custody, except for Olivia. She's not really She's 19
0: now. So, yeah, it has to be of her. So, that's my situation.
2: Okay. Isaiah? Yeah, right on. Um, That's really awesome, Dulce. I just want to acknowledge that, like, a lot of respect for you and your former partner. Um, I'm the product of the complete opposite of that. Mm, Um, That, like, there was a restraining order between my parents. I mean, again, like, I have my younger siblings, and that just wasn't good in any aspect. Um, but for me personally, my wife and I, Jasmine, we've been married, we are married. We did not take the traditional route, I'll say. Um, we met first, shortly after that our daughter was born and then we, her, her, my wife and I grew closer together. Um, so the not so traditional route. Yeah, I mean, we, we definitely worked together through everything, um, conversations together about making decisions. Um, I respect Maif a lot because she's the one that pushes a lot of those conversations. Sometimes I'm lost in the mix a little bit and have to catch up. But everything we do, we do together. And I think a big foundational like, piece of our parenting is and has been learning from our parents. Some things of what they did well. I can speak personally for me a lot of stuff that my parents didn't do so well that I want to do better. Um, and she's extremely understanding. She's working with me as I'm navigating a lot of stuff with my parents and stuff that happened then. And now, and I also see like everything's interconnected. Like when, when my marriage isn't a hundred percent, it's hard for me to be a hundred percent for my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and i think anything it's the same sometimes for my wife and I think when everything is just a well-oiled machine, we're on all cylinders, we're doing well, everything's great, then everything is great.
0: Mm -hmm. I think it was a super interesting idea what you said earlier about parenting in a different role. Cause then when I was thinking about who to have on, I did another parenting one with another group and I was trying to get different situations, different lives, different ages of the kids, different amount of kids of of guests on and i didn't even think about you know parenting in sort of maybe a sibling way maybe in a different way where you're the caretaker and i think maybe i could try that but
1: well you have it here
0: that's true i do right now we're changing it up um and uh you'll see when when you brought it up and whenever the other episode comes out it that was also another common theme was um when when the couple separated, they found themselves to be better parents versus when they were together. That was a common thing that popped up as well. Um, Serena and I are are married for as long as as long as she'll have me. That's it. She's she's cool. Um, <laughs> she's very cool. <laughs> she's, 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 you
1: guys yeah. you guys have known each other for a long time, right?
0: Yes, we've been married six years known each other for 10 years yeah 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 Yeah. was there a conversation about wanting or planning for kids and when did that happen in your relationship for Serena and I we we did like we planned it out we're like well we can't have kids anytime we don't have our lives together so we're not gonna do it now and I know for me personally I did it feel like i I should be a parent, and Isaiah kind of brought it up a little earlier with like i I grew up in an abusive household, so I thought, okay, well, I'm just going to repeat it again if I ever become a parent. Thankfully, I met a person who's great to parent with, that we both decided we trust each other um so it was it was very planned out for us, and it's we had our second which took longer. Cause I don't know if y'all remember uh, like in health class when they're like, if you have sex baby. And I was like, okay, cool. And it took a few years uh, for our second one. So that's not true. Uh, or I mean, it is, it is true sometimes. Okay. Um, and so now, you know, we're done physically. I got, I had a, a vasectomy on Tuesday
1: because
0: hey. yeah, thanks. Uh, everyone's supposed to clap for me. Um, But (laughs) what a hero you! What a hero I am! Finally, men getting what they deserve. No, um, because Serena's like, I'm done. Like it, we we wanted more, but it took longer with the second. And she said, "Are are you okay with that?" And I said, "It's not my body. What do you? Yeah, what do you? You're done. We're done. It's closed." And you know, she asked me to if I'd be okay with getting one, and I said, "Yeah, whatever. Whatever. It's." Yeah, I'm cool. And so we I did it. And then still she was like, you know, it's not as reversible or easily reversible as you know, it's thought. And she said, What if we what if we split up one day and maybe you want and I said, Girl, I'm not planning on I'm not planning on that. Like, so I mean, if it happens, it happens. But where I am right now, this is uh kind of where I want to be and the steps I'm I'm willing to take. So I mean, if it happens where we split up. For her and I, we, we talk a lot about that stuff. Um, what did that look like with you and your co-parent or partner?
2: I can go a little further. Yeah, I mean, I remember it. like I met my then-girlfriend at an uh, organization barbecue. I'm in a fraternity. My wife's in a sorority. Um, our orgs are very close. We met at a barbecue. Um, we just started talking, hanging out. A couple months in, we found out she was pregnant. Uh, A couple months from there, she became. And another few months from there, um, our daughter was born. Um, she's seven now. Again, we only have one. There's been a lot of chatter her and I over the years. The last maybe two three years of like, you know, when's the next one? After our daughter Delilah was born, everybody wanted to know when's the next one. Uh And then, like, well, are you going to pay for daycare? Like, are you going to come help us? be parents like you ask a lot of questions but are you, what are y'all gonna do uh-huh you know because it's just um because it's it's i remember hearing this saying um from a former or uh, a colleague of like it takes a village to raise a child i um, mean i feel like it really does it really does if we want that child to be like the the person that we want them to be and like strong and understanding and all the amazing characteristics and values like it takes a village Um, But given that, like I mentioned, over the last two years, I feel there's been a lot more chatter. Over the last six months, there's been a lot of chatter. Um, My wife right now, she's doing her master's at San Jose State for counseling. And I remember saying, like, I want to be able to enjoy my pregnancy because we didn't get to, she didn't get to enjoy it because we were trying to figure out what we were trying to figure out what we were going to do. And it being her first and just... Navigating all the systems as a young, never been before mother, extremely challenging. And, like, I think I, I'd imagine at this point, like, she went through the ropes, she knows what it would be like. And for her to be working, she also works full time. So, for her, for her to be working full time, full time student, already a mother, and Carrie for nine months, I, I'll pull the e break there and be like, no, like, I don't want that for you. Cause I know she's definitely not, she's the definition of resilient, and she's not gonna give up on anything. And I also know the other side of that, like when she really feels everything. And I, I it's, it's a lot for her to take, um, but she will be finishing up this fall. So again, that chatter is getting louder and heavier. <laughs> There's potential. I think I just got caught up in like thinking about it. Like, wow, it's, it's really exciting for me to have another. Um, I definitely want my son. Um, and I just want to slide this in I remember before ever like having a family like ideally the family i wanted was a big one like four to six kids and all this that and the other um but after like having one and raising her over the last seven years um i'm cool maybe like one maybe two maybe three is pushing it but like the four to eight mm, no that's a lot out there anymore yeah
1: well i guess I, I, I kind of took the very traditional route, I suppose, um, with, uh, you know, met the guy we dated for like two years, got engaged. It was, it was a short engagement because my grandfather was very sick. So we ended up getting, a uh, just three months, um, that we were engaged and got married, um, which was fine. It was plenty of time to plan a wedding. Um, and, um, And then, so we were married for like a year and I had, you know, when we started dating more seriously, I told him, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if I actually want to have kids. I, I didn't really feel that like, I have to, you know, procreate, I have to create these little people. So, you know, we definitely talked about that at first and he was fine with it. He was like, you know, it's cool if we don't have kids or maybe we adopt or or whatever, we'll kind of see how it goes. But like after being married for about a year and I don't know, it just kind of started to feel like that might be the right way to go. It's like, oh, maybe we want to start a family. So yeah, it was one of those things. Like i got off birth control and a month later i was pregnant yeah (laughs) so
0: quit quit throwing it in my face (laughs) took us three years three years and a lot of crying on my part it was me crying her laughing at me
1: no it's a super emotional thing it's like oh that next month you know you Mm -hmm. uh yeah, you know, you're, you're excited, you're hoping that you'll be pregnant and then you get your period. It's like, oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> like,
1: okay, it's, it's a super emotional, like this whole parenting thing. It's emotional from the very beginning. Like mm-hmm. even just when you're first thinking about, like you were saying, Isaiah, just the thought of maybe being a father for a second time is emotional, but it, it just kind of seemed like that's where our life was going and I, I was a teacher at the time and I mean I'm still a teacher, but with you mentioned childcare and the cost of that. And you know, when we look at my salary and you look at childcare, it's like, mm. well, it, yeah, it's like I think I might be paying more for childcare than I am getting paid. <laughs> so I made the decision to be a stay-at-home mom, which was really hard at first. I I did not take to it it, like immediately. I remember, so my daughter was born in July. And so then school started in August, you know, end of August. And I'm like holding this like one month old and I don't know what to do, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, with this baby. And I could be at work where I know exactly what I was doing. (laughs) So I was like, what did I do? But it ended up being amazing. And so it just kind of like, um, I think I, I then my uh, Solomon was then born like almost two years later. So I think they're 22 months apart. Mm. So it's like, you know, once we had one kid, it's like, well, may as well have some more, (laughs) you know, I'm already staying at home with them. And it just like, it was all very, like it just, it, we, we definitely planned all of them out and it was very organic. They were all, you know, none of them were a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, and I I did have a miscarriage um after the second baby. And I don't know if any of you have gone through a miscarriage. It's definitely, uh, it's difficult.
0: Yeah. And
1: it, it was a, a definitely a, a more common thing um, and definitely a huge part of the parenting process. I I had no idea how many uh, couples had gone through that. Just people don't really talk about it, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, that was kind of our journey. And as soon as I had my third, it was such a difficult pregnancy and he was nine pounds, eight ounces. I'm like, see, mm-hmm. that's why my back was hurting. I'm not just a big baby. <laughs> and I was like, so I was definitely done after that yeah. and, he, and he got a vasectomy soon after
0: <laughs> awesome let's clap for him too no uh I'm just kidding um yeah it's I thank you both for what you're sharing because I I don't I I know for me personally we don't have a lot of parent friends I don't know if y'all have parent friends and I've always joked with and like we don't have any parent friends to talk about this stuff with and uh and I feel like things that have a stigma attached to them or a shame attached to them, maybe would feel lighter. I don't know if that's even possible. If if we were able to share and uh, talk about it more, is there a person or I don't know motto or or what influences you uh, as a parent? I know for me, it's just do the opposite of what my dad did that's i mean that's that's the only influence and then maybe like tv show parents i mean i have to get i have to of course acknowledge like that's a tv show so of course it's going to work out uh but uh i th- i think for me it was just do the opposite of um what was going on with my mom and dad do you have anything any maybe a person or just an idea that sort of influences how you parent that's a good question. Isaiah, you got anything? I'm still kind of pondering.
2: You got to stop. We got to stop. As I mentioned, similarly to you, Michael, like growing up, I saw an experience and I was raised around a lot that I didn't want for my future children. I um, mean, I remember having this conversation with my wife and she was like, how did you make that switch? Because a lot of times that stuff is generational mm-hmm. by Michael mentioned too, was like, I'm going to do what I was taught and learned in my social living environment. Serena came along and was like, no, Michael, we're not doing that. Uh So (laughs) y'all have what y'all have. And so that was definitely and is and has been a huge influence on like my parenting style. Um, I, I do find myself leaking some of those behaviors and styles that I don't want. And I do catch them or my wife catches them. We talk about them. I feel bad doing this to be honest, but I do this i <laughs> I can be a very biased and judgmental person and keep that to myself or share with my wife sometimes um but i i I'm a people watcher I love being in like environments and just soaking things in um and I think that's a lot of like where I learn as well socially of like kind of seeing like, oh, I really like the way that mom talked to their child or on the opposite end, like the way that dad handled that situation was terrible. So a lot of stuff I see or I hear, I remember being at Disneyland um, and I call it Disneyland parenting. It's an inside joke I have with my wife. Um, and a lot of times I hear this so often is like a parent will tell a child that's misbehaving. If you don't behave, we're going home. An immediate threat. like, And I, and I see that so often and hear it so much, not just at Disneyland, but wherever else. Um, like if you don't act right, Like you're not getting ice cream or there's like these threats, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then it's like, they're not going to follow through. Like y'all paid hundreds Mm -hmm. of dollars to come to Disneyland. You you guys aren't leaving right now. Um, And then my wife was like, okay, then if we're going to tell our daughter that we're going to follow through. And there's been times where like, we got to the park, we got down and then we left because she was acting a certain way. Just follow through as parents there's a lot. Um, Another, I want to say, has been uh, being a preschool teacher. Um, just working with just different ages. Like I've worked K through 12. Now I the population I serve is eight through, 18 through 24. So just working from children to older, younger adults, like I have a vast array of just experience. Um, but I remember getting to the preschool and like our head teacher, kind of like training, but not really training, I guess, like I just took a lot of backseat, and again, like watched through example and learned a lot through her, of like being at eye level when having a conversation, mm-hmm. like looking at, look and talking with the student eye to eye. This one I learned with a former um, clinical supervisor of like talking low and slow when someone that's very escalated, um, so they understand and can hear what you're trying to say. And if you're talking fast, then they're going to feel overwhelmed Um, and just giving others like the opportunity to process and think. I think there definitely has been a lot of influence now that I think about it. I haven't really thought about it of like who I am as a parent and how I parent in the spirit of the holiday. I'm very grateful for when it comes down to it. Cool. Thank you.
1: yeah, no, it is interesting when you think back. It's like, well, who are the people in my life who I want to either emulate or really not be uh-huh. <laughs> like. And yeah, I mean my my parents are amazing parents. They're still together and super loving, very involved. I I was very lucky. It was a, it was a very nice childhood. There was a lot of things that I thought, well, when I'm a parent, I want to do this. I want to carry on some of these traditions. And being a single parent is it's a little difficult sometimes. I can't always do all the events that my kids are doing at school. And I I have to be okay with that. <laughs> um, the the parent guilt, I'm sure you guys mm-hmm. can have felt it. Uh, so, so I try my best to be there for them, but yeah, I, I took a lot of examples from my parents. There's definitely some things that I have strayed away from and have, have done my own way. Some things I have actually gotten congratulated by my mom. Cause she was like, Oh, I never thought about doing this. This works out really great. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> like, like when they were babies, I kind of had like a sleep schedule for them. And some people hate that and some people like for me it worked out great because my kids all slept through the night by anywhere from six months was the youngest and then what yeah nine months yeah because I had that schedule with them and so yeah oh my I'll be texting time, you
0: after this because she okay. wakes up at like 4 a.m Four, yeah. 5 a.m I'm just
1: yeah Oh, well, and it, it it has to do, like, one of the things you got to do is, like, if they're napping, but if it's time for their next feeding, you, you wake them up to, to eat, and that my mom was like, no, you should never wake a sleeping baby, <laughs> but yeah. in the end, she realized, it's like, oh, okay, it's getting them on the schedule so that they know how to then sleep through the night and blah, 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 yeah. anyway. So that was one thing that I did very differently from my mom, because um, yeah. she, of course, just wanted to hold them the whole time they were asleep. I'm like, no, just set them down. They're fine. <laughs> but then I think about like my abuelita and so many amazing things that she did and how, you know, wanting to be like her. But then um also being a teacher, uh, like you said, that was definitely a huge influence. And even thinking back to the classes, I took my education classes at school. And then once you put it into real practice, and you see the kids in your class, you can tell the kids that have the parents that are involved, and who Mm -hmm. listen to them. And yeah, so I just, there were often times where my ex-husband and I would have arguments and I'd be like, dude, I'm right. I'm the teacher. I have the experience. I'm like, just do it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh my but, goodness.
1: Only uh, well, sometimes, but uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I totally forgot about being a teacher. <laughs> that 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 does help a lot, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, because we do get all those trainings about social, emotional uh, development and the being I love, like all the, so I guess I, whoops, sorry. uh, Sorry, teaching. And um, Serena and I had a couple of those past few days where I'm trying to either correct a behavior that Oliver is doing and she's doing something else. And I will go into teacher mode. I'm like, well, you can't do that because this means this to this brain of this thing. She goes, that doesn't make sense. And I go, I, I know it doesn't make sense, but like to them, you have to see it from like their head of what it looks like. And so um, we're still figuring that out uh, as well. <laughs> what scared you as a parent when you were expecting and what scares you now at what age they are? If that Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: I remember being like just... Really uh, nervous about the unexpected because there's so many things that you can't really plan for. You mm-hmm. just kind of gotta figure it out as you go, and and I think that definitely uh, made me nervous. My my daughter was like the most beautiful baby. She's still a beautiful girl. Obviously, the cutest kid ever. <laughs> I remember being afraid that someone wanted to steal her because she was so cute, oh. <laughs> but you know, yeah. Yeah. that, that was probably the, me. <laughs> <laughs> now that they're older though, I mean, there's, oh, it's so much harder now when they're older. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I would, I worry about, you know, my daughter, when she goes to a party, I'm like, is, is she going to drink? Is she going to drive? And, mm-hmm. you know, I got to kind of hope that I taught her correctly and that she will be, I think she's pretty responsible, but, you know, she's got real world things to deal with. She, she drives, I got to hope mm-hmm. that she's be okay, you know, and my ha with my boys, I um like, are they going to be, you know, good men? I want them to be good men. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: And like, how do I approach some topics of like how to treat a woman? Like, I hope that I give them good examples, but I'm like, what, you know, what 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 else do I need to do as a mom? Because I, I want I just want to, I think my whole goal as a parent is to hope that my kids are kind people. I just Mm -hmm. want them to be kind and be good people to others. Like, I don't care if they're smart. I don't care if they are whatever, super successful, just, just be kind. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: (laughs) That's, that's kind of my biggest thing. Like my biggest fear, I guess, is that they'll just be a jerk.
0: Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's maybe silly, a little bit silly, but I think it's also somewhat rooted in you know something serious,
0: yeah i don't no, know I, I, I I hear you i my most frustrated with with parenting our son, I definitely just land on well, just don't be an asshole, like please just don't like grow up and do whatever, just don't be a jerk, like I can't. Can't handle it if I'm old and you're an adult being a jerk. I I'm gonna lose it. And it's because they're a reflection on on us and what we had around them and what we could control. And again, there's lots of things that influence it, but so no, I don't I don't think that's that's silly. I mean I don't I don't know if I want to say it's difficult to teach kindness, but um it's definitely easier to teach patterns and uh with my students and how to do letter sounds and stuff like that versus you know how to treat somebody and empathy like that's uh to me a a lot more difficult and tricky to teach my students um Isaiah what, what popped up for you
2: a lot of stuff um, when our daughter was born i honestly had no fears like i had raised my two younger brothers and i knew what to expect like i remember giving my one of my younger brothers tylenol cuz their fever was 101 at 2 in the morning like i mm. was there doing i don't know like i'm i was pretty fearless when Delilah was born it doesn't help like i come from southern california and i think it's just got that vibe of like go with the flow um, so that's definitely my like demeanor. I'm pretty like low key, mellow. Um, but also growing up in the environment, I did. I learned how to stay composed in chaotic times. So I think mm-hmm. when my like she's got a fever, we need to take her to the hospital. I'm like, we're okay. Let's give her some Tylenol. Like just take a breath. Like I can be that balance that she needs. Mm-hmm. But that's something that really helps us both. I think, as you mentioned, like childcare, We've all mentioned childcare. That was for sure a big fear for us. We weren't doing like childcare in like a facility, there were personal private homes. Um, And we're not there, we're at work. We don't know what's going on. We don't know who's there. We don't know who's coming in to pick up kids and who's not. I work in a field that supports current and former probation foster youth. So I've been exposed to a lot of unfortunate stories and trauma and histories and experiences um, within like CSEC and abuse and neglect. And just, it's, it's pretty intense. And I remember nine months into my job and I was just like, shit, like I'm supporting a girl that experienced this. And I have a really bad habit of like implementing my own experiences or life into stories or things I hear.
0: And I was just like,
2: what if? And then I went down that spiral and it was just very bad. Yeah. Um, at the same time, my wife has her share of experiences as a female. And it's just like, whatever red flag she feels, I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I probably missed it. But if you caught it, cool. We're not we're not doing that. Um, so that was for sure a huge fear. And we've been through six, seven, eight different daycares. Mm-hmm. Thank God was done with daycare. Now she's at an after-school program with her current school, which is nice. Ooh, we don't have to pay for daycare anymore. That's I and just some future fears or maybe a current fear is just influence. Again, like just different parenting styles. I see the way some parents are with their Disneyland parenting or some of them will cuss at their kids or just do or say certain things that like never in a million years am I going to be okay with. But at school Delilah's going to have that interaction with that kids unfiltered. I'm not there. I, she tells me a lot of her friends have phones. They're in first grade. They have phones. Of oh. TikTok and YouTube. No. That's crazy. <laughs> and I'm just like I told my wife there's nothing that honestly you and I can do at that point. The only thing we can do is is what we have with her at home. So that's for sure just a huge one is just outside influence that when it comes down to it, I have zero to little control over. Um, My wife, I hate that she does this. She watches like these YouTube podcasts and TikTok videos about like murder mysteries. And sometimes she'll come across like youth and children. I'm like, why are you watching that? Like, I'm not okay with that. But I'm sitting there listening with her and watching with her either way. Um, And some of the stories we've come across is just like, not only like children, you know, living these horrible experiences, but children being at the hand of these experiences to other children. Mm. that mind blower for me. Another thing is um, being a feminist myself, being terrified of the world that Delilah's going to have to grow up in and experience, whether people believe it or not. But rape culture is a thing and for my daughter like I'm just like how do I protect my daughter and also want her to be successful and not be fearful you know women movement 2022 empowerment like where's the balance there I know there's a balance somewhere but I'm struggling to try to conceptualize it of like how do I tell her that like she doesn't need to dress a certain way, but if potentially she dresses this way, she's going to get attention and that attention is going to be either this or that. I remember seeing a post on social media, uh, maybe a couple months back of like a warning from girl to other girls of like, remember, it's going to get dark earlier. Carry a flashlight with you. Don't park in dark places. Park on your light. Don't get gas after this time. Make sure your car has gas like Rape culture is a thing. If there's got to be warning signs like that to uh, remind other women of don't do these things and we're not there yet for sure. I mean, Delilah's only seven. She's not like in the ages where she's doing a lot of these things independent without me, but I'm just like, it's a terrible thing. It's, it's terrifying. If anything, I've got some time to prepare.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if y'all watch euphoria, but that is terrible as a parent. Um, definitely uh it. <laughs> it's my god i can't it it's these poor kids these high school kids and just shit happening to them and terrible parenting is is mainly and that's sort of another thing i learned over time as as being a teacher and being a parent is that you can't say that's a bad kid they came from somewhere they learned it from something i believe like the parents have a huge responsibility. So we let f- cuss because we cuss all the time. And then he said, uh, he said, bitches. Oh, he, some kid was doing something on the playground. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? And I said, okay, all right, now we got a new rule only at home. Only <laughs> at home. You, he goes, but I used it correctly. I said, yes. Oh, Serena was like, he used it correctly. What's the problem? And I go, Serena, they're not giving out points if he used it correctly. It's not allowed. <laughs> Yeah. When they were, when they were first born, it was, you know, I was so scared of SIDS, like, you know, sudden infant death syndrome. I, yeah. I get, I just heartbroken, even sort of imagining it because I'm like, well, if I think about it, maybe I can mentally prepare and I couldn't. And so that was that. I think now my, my main thing is he's, he's going to go to kindergarten next fall and he's been at my school since he's been an infant. And so this is our first time not physically being together this whole time. I could just walk down there and go check on them or I'll see them on the playground. Now. I I don't, I won't be able to see him. Um I think though my brain jumps all the way to high school and you'll see, I might frantically text you uh, since <laughs> your kiddos are, are in it or uh, just left. And I, and then you bring up the cell phone. I say, I'm like, well, when, I don't want to, I didn't have a cell phone until I was 18. So you could, you'll survive. You're fine. You don't need a cell phone. And Serena and I were talking and she goes, well, if ever, what if we just get the one where it can only call and text, there's no social media on it. So trying to figure out stuff we can control for. And then like, he can do social media here at home on the computer where I can spy on him um, <laughs> uh, and read his messages.
2: But um, i we got Delilah one of those. She has a watch. Okay. She's got a on it. She can call and text, but only the contacts that we input into her watch. Mm. It doesn't help that it's really loud and goes off in the middle of class if she doesn't turn it off. And we found that by the time we pick her up from the bus around 6, 530, it's dead because the whole time she's playing games on it at recess. Oh, damn it. Oh, they so, can play games on it
1: too? Yeah. Take the games yeah,
2: off
0: exactly Dilcia because yeah I'm gonna put a chip on them so I can track them Um, (laughs) Dilcia since your your kiddos are older how did you or do you handle because you still have two you know fairly like high school younger ones social media and phones like how I I don't want to I want I use the payphone at the corner (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like three blocks, I would have to walk to talk to a girl. Um, or I'd uh be on the phone. And if my dad wanted to use the internet, I'd have to get off the phone because that's how it was back then. How was that experience for you with oh, social media and phones?
1: Yeah, it's it's tough for sure. I mean, as, especially with my daughter, because she was just all about wanting to do the things that her friends were doing and I think, I think she got a cell phone in maybe seventh grade. And I think my son got his in eighth and then the other, yeah, around seventh grade was the other one. So, but because at that time, then they were going on the bus um, to Mm. school or they were going farther away. So we thought, okay, we'll get a cell phone. And actually Dorian, the youngest did have that same watch thingy, but he didn't use it very much and like, yeah, it doesn't really matter. So, but um, we've, so uh, we have a a desktop computer and I keep it in the living room. So at least we can keep an eye on that. But I do know that they're in their rooms at night watching tons of little TikTok videos or YouTube Mm -hmm. videos and stuff. And sometimes they'll be watching it. And, you know, on, on like my son's phone, it'll be like, Hey, what the fuck and they were like uh sorry mom <laughs> I was like yeah just yeah and like they don't curse around me I I don't curse like hardly ever um that's just
0: not I don't know
1: I just don't and I've never really this is true
0: anything. I've known you for a very I, long time and I'm can't think of a time you've cursed
1: yeah no it's just not really part of my normal vocabulary and kids know that um they don't curse around me. I don't know if they do around their friends. I do remember Matt, my, my ex-husband, telling me that when Dorian was in the hospital um, the, the first time around, he was like mad, mad at his situation. He's like, dad, can I, can I cuss? <laughs> can I just curse? Cause I'm mad. And his dad was like, yes, it's okay. Go ahead. And he was like, Baba, <laughs> and like, after like a minute, his dad's like, okay. <laughs>
0: Let's read it. A, yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, at, at a certain point you have to be like, okay, like I have mentioned something about like, hey, if you see some nudity on there, you know, know that there's filters. You know, some of these women might not look like that in real life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I want you to be, you know, respectful of each other and 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 people, and I don't know, it's just, it. it's hard. you got to, mm-hmm. after a while, you have to just kind of trust them and trust that what you have modeled, I guess, is what they will go with. And like for you, you know, cursing's fine. It's not that big a deal, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just for me, that's not something I do. And so I know they don't curse around me or if the video Curses! They'll quickly turn it down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I guess I'm trying to figure out like the whole, what if they come across porn on their phones? You know, how do I address that? Yeah. <laughs> and like I said, I mean, they're boys and I know that they're curious about that kind of stuff. And how do I, you know, h- how do I teach them about being respectful towards women or not objectifying women (laughs) or whatever. So I'm definitely still dealing with that myself, but you know, every so often I'll be like, Hey, what are you watching? Or what are you laughing at? What is it? I, and most of the time they're just watching stuff about like, I don't know, people falling or (laughs) running. I don't know. Watching somebody play a video game.
0: That's. So
1: So, I don't know. I'm like, I'm, I'm still kind of dealing with it. as with most things with parenting, there's no like one right answer for got sure. It? Yeah. Uh,
0: my kids are screwed then if, if it's the, <laughs> if it's the whole, just got to trust that we taught them and let them go. Mine are dead. Mine wow. are, mine are destroyed. They're, they're <laughs> terrible people. Um, no, they are not. I'll, I'll leave them at your house. Um, I well, <laughs> I'm sorry people said, well, do you want the girl since you already have the boy? And I, in my head, I was like, no, this world is shitty to women. And, uh, you know, Serena agreed that how much sexism women have to go through and the multiple layers of just even that. I like, I would never want her to go. No, I would never. And then, of course, I love her and I will do my best. But I am so scared of of everything, you know, with uh, how this world treats Uh, women and um, I'm gonna go cry after this okay it's tough for
1: sure my daughter has a boyfriend that I'm like ah yeah (laughs) like I don't want to think about that but (laughs) I
0: I love I love seeing uh, TV shows or movies where the dad tries to be like the cool dad with the boyfriend and they're like hey yo what's up I watched that too and tries to talk to and I go well what would I do you know when my, I I would I would probably
2: do it on. I, well, I have a role set. I'm going to be the asshole. I'm not going to be the, no, yeah, no. Nope. Up in the hammer. Uh, first impression. No, nope. irony. I'm set. You're going to be the asshole.
0: I there's also those shows where the dad tries to be the asshole and it just comes off like goofy. And I could I would also be me. But uh, that would <laughs> I can't uh do it fully. So um, I think Serena might take the the bad cop on that one, and I'll be the goofy cop um <laughs> uh, what is something that has surprised you about parenting
2: i think for me what's been surprising is i think as a parent it's not just parenting like there's so many different integral intersectional portions to it because like i think as you mentioned they like because like sometimes couples can do very well together but then when it comes down to parenting, like it's just maybe that's just not something that they could navigate together or or whatever that is. Um, but I, I definitely see like it's people talk about like relationships and marriages, like taking work. And I've come to realize they really do. Like over this last spring, like I went through some gnarly experiences. Things are a lot different now and better now. Um, but that's just like kind of a layer of the roles that I play and just adding on parenting onto that and that takes a lot of work because it's not just like you do something and then you're cool for the next six years like no it's like continually setting things up and preparing and understanding and learning I think another thing maybe I'll go a different direction one thing that's been extremely surprising is just maybe because of the role that I have as a professional and that merges over to my personal is um, my daughter's like growth within social and emotional learning like she takes so many cues and like she'll get and sees when like my wife is sad and she'll go hold her and coddle her and tell she loves her um or she'll see like an expression on my face and she's just like she knows something's wrong um and she'll try to understand um, the other day I was having this conversation with her again, like my professional and personal merge a lot of times and I was being a counselor for her and she asked me something about like, or she, she brought up this dilemma at school or she had a friend that was like, Delilah wanted to play a game, but then the friend didn't want to play that game. And then the friend was like, I don't want to be your friend anymore. Delilah was like, she's someone that just wants what she wants. And if she doesn't get what she wants, then she like, be mean or rude. So I was like, and this is what I tell a lot of my clients is like, I'm not going to tell you what to do or what not to do, but I want to help you understand like what's going on and some other things you can do. This was like a 20 minute conversation between like picking her up from the bus, getting dinner and then going home and just her like nodding and like asking clarifying questions. And she's only seven and I'm just like, wow, like, she's, she's, she's getting it. Like That's really uh, awesome. Yeah. I was telling my wife, like for peers and friends that are just like completely oblivious, completely oblivious to a lot of these things. And Delilah will tell some of these kids, like, I don't like that you did that. You hurt my feelings. And the kid will be like, okay. And then runs off. Mm-hmm. And like, there's times where, um, We'll, we do a lot of modeling apparently and Delilah will tell us like, I need some space. I don't want to talk about this right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well then I'll have to bite my, because I have a lot to say right now, but apparently you're not ready. So
1: that's amazing. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Really good.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You're yeah. going to be
1: fine. Isaiah. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. kid sounds pretty great.
2: is <laughs> yes. yeah always has so many positive things to say and I tell my wife apparently we're doing a good job we really honestly don't have any challenges or issues with her I think the only thing that could be really challenging sometimes is she's my princess and I baby her so much and so often so she's very dependent and she knows that she'll get what she wants out of me and I she knows all the buttons basically Uh uh-huh Oh, that she knows that she has the buttons, and I still try to fight it, but she still gets what she wants and what she needs.
0: Oh no, that's awesome,
1: though. Yeah, <laughs> she knows. She knows that you know you love her and you're going to be there for her. It sounds like she knows that she can trust you and count on you.
0: But yeah, and, and manipulate. <laughs> <and> manipul- <laughs> well, I, I was just about to say, it sounds like and. You know, from like when we text or whatever. Yes, there's the princess, but it's—I would hope there's the 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 side of a bowl of respect too, right? Like you, she knows where that line is drawn with you. Or maybe I'm projecting, and I'm hoping because like you're gonna you're gonna melt over when she grows up. And I go, nope, I'm gonna treat her like garbage. I'm gonna treat her the world is gonna crap on her. I'm not going to treat her any better because she's a girl. I'm a, so mean to her. And so um, the, the police are going to be called on me soon. You're uh, such
1: a liar. <laughs>
0: I will probably melt. I think I do that also with my son. I, get, I just get so giddy when he does. So he was doing something. He was doing this bit that I do at school with my students. And students like, where did he get that from? What stupid thing? And I go, it was me. He got that from me when I do group time. <laughs> he was doing this thing. And uh, so that's me. I'm the stupid thing. Serena. Um, <laughs> it, it's fun. There, there are like, I don't know. I don't know who says parenting is fun, but I'm like 70% of the time it's fun. It is. 30, it is fun. And then there's 30% of just worrying and being angry and tired, but like <laughs> 70 to 80% is like super fun yeah, uh, and happy. Uh, I don't know if everybody else's percentage is like that, but. <laughs> um, definitely for me, they see. What is something that surprised you about parenting?
1: Well, uh, yeah, I was going to say something along oh. those lines of how like, I mean, it's, it's amazing. Coming from someone who didn't really want to have kids in the first place and I have three kids and um, like, it's, I I can't imagine my life without them. Mm-hmm. Um you know, like when we were when we were getting divorced and man, things would be a lot less complicated if we didn't have these kids. But also it would be so much harder on me, too, (laughs) Mm -hmm. because I had them. I had them to take care of and I have found that I'm the kind of person who I really like to take care of people. And I think that's one of the reasons why I like teaching is I I like to be um, needed. And yeah. uh, with my kids, I was very needed and I am transitioning into them not needing me as much. And that's a really interesting thing too. But yet with each phase, I mean, um, you know, you, you have to figure out, okay, what does my kid need and um, how can I be there for them um, with each new phase? And I will say parenting is like, like, it's a difficult, uh, that, difficult to explain like what it does to your heart mm-hmm. <laughs> because like, it can make your heart so full and it can, be so hurtful. Like my daughter was this precious little angel until she turned like 11 uh, Uh, or 12. And you guys, (laughs) she sucked. She sucked from about 12 (laughs) to 15. Oh, like Uh, no one one has ever hurt my heart the way she has.
0: (laughs) Oh no.
1: With that being said though, She came around and she grew out of it. Driving was really her, her driving force for being better. She realized if she's not a jerk, she'll get the privileges of driving and everything. And you guys, when she was like 16, she wrote me a letter. Um, She had to, it was for a school project where she had to write about her hero. And she wrote about me (gasps) and she wrote about all the stuff. And she realized that she put me through so much difficulty and how she realized I was there for her. Um, like not even her dad could deal with her. I ended up getting full custody of her uh, around 11 or 12 because mm-hmm. she was so difficult, but I realized it's like, okay, gosh. And so, so then, you know, your heart bursts again. <laughs> so parenting is like just this, Oh, this roller coaster for your heart. That's like you said, it's mostly fun and
0: mostly yeah Yeah. I I love that I uh I'm trying to our son hugged me so I guess that's no I I, it's (laughs) I you know you don't get like we get grades in school right hey you gotta you gotta be on math but like parenting it's just do they are they nice is there a grade for parenting I guess if they're alive but that's bare minimum I feel that's like passing but uh I, I can only hope to get the stuff that um y'all have shared out of my out of my kiddos. If not, then I have failed. Oh, we have a few more minutes left. So these I guess so these will be like speed questions, but what what is one thing you wish someone told you? And what would you share as advice to another parent?
2: I wish I would have known how expensive it was. <laughs> Shoo boy. You whoo. It's ridiculous. No. At what talking about daycare, like we were dropping six a month just in child care that's just child care and then clothes and food and it just all adds up I feel like this is part of the counselor role in me too is just I would encourage like oncoming parents or like parents that need a little bit more support of just doing some digging and research um of what's out there and accessing those resources. I think out here in like California and like Monterey County, there's something called like First Five when Delilah was, or Jasmine was carrying, um, And we went to like these birthing classes and I was like, this is dope. Like, this is great. I remember we went to like a CPR class. We went to a nursing class. Like there was just all these courses the hospital was offering. A lot of this stuff was already like, kind of like old news. A lot of it was like a refresher. And a lot of it was like, good stuff that going in like i was ready to i was grateful to have like the knowledge of therefore i think it's j cole in one of his songs he says plan planned parenthood is never planned mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times like you know it's just you just don't know i remember telling my father-in-law i was like i don't know when we'll be ready or if we'll be ready for another and he was just telling me like when it comes down to it you're never ready but i think in the heat of the moment mm-hmm. when it's time. Rise to the occasion like that'll test your character and who you are and um you're ready you're not the baby's on the way or the baby's already here that's
0: that's my piece yeah you'll see it?
1: i wish someone would have told me how tired i was going oh to be oh <laughs>
0: my gosh you too with the gems yes <laughs> oh man
1: I was just like deliriously tired, especially at the beginning. I mean, I'm still kind of tired all the time now. I mean, it's better. It definitely gets better as they get older. So that's something I wish somebody would have prepared me for. Did you say you, it, what advice or whatever? What yeah. would you pass along? Yes. I guess what I would pass along is love your kid like crazy and don't, don't withhold love hug them kiss them even if they don't want it let them know all the time how much you love them because everybody needs to feel like they're loved mm-hmm. and i if 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 um if you don't feel like your parents love you then you know that they're your first people. they're they're your first line of defense against the world, I guess. So just love them like crazy. They need yeah. to know that you're there to support them and love them no matter what. No matter what happens. like even as I was picking up my daughter, in the middle of the night from a party that I didn't know she was going to, and she was puking out the car window. I still loved her <laughs> and she I, knew it because she called me. She knew that I would still love her no matter what, you yes. know? So just no matter if they're just jerks.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> still love yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the tired, the money. Yeah. I, I guess don't get so upset when things don't work out. I wish was told to me, like, I I have a calendar and I have plans, but of course the baby wakes up or our son needs this. And so I'm like, okay, well, this errand is going to have to wait till tomorrow. And then something else happens. All right. Well, this errand is going to have to wait till next weekend because fuck doing things during the weekday. And, um, (laughs) it's, I beat myself up over, I take it as like a, a thing I didn't accomplish. And I'm trying to like, I'm working on this with my therapist and try to focus more on the things we did do. Like we went to the park and maybe we stayed an extra 20 minutes. So we didn't get that errand done, but focus on the fun we did have at the park or whatever it is, the positive. So if I knew that from the get go, my gosh, what I would pass on is to put my phone down. Like I'm on my phone with my kids and I go, Oh my God, they're going to grow up. And I've been on my phone the whole time. Just pay attention when they're asking kind of dumb questions like and and just give them the the love like you were saying and uh whenever Serena is smothering our son with kisses uh he's like I don't I don't want kisses and I go you're five you shouldn't be <laughs> saying that but okay and uh-huh. she's like I birthed you I get to do whatever I want to you and it's like that's right perfect she's right <laughs> um we we'll, uh two more minutes what's something you wanted your child to be into but they didn't quite get into it and then what are they into now that you're like, what? That's what you picked?
1: Theater. None of my kids were into theater. I don't oh,
0: know. No. Oh. But
1: that's I'm so scared right. of
0: that. I'm scared of that. <laughs> I've put him in so many theater classes. And then every time, like, wasn't that great? He's like, yeah, it was all right. I go, no. Yep. Yeah. Oh,
1: well. that's okay. Yeah.
0: What, are, <laughs> what are they into that you don't get?
1: Well, uh, Dorian loves fishing, but that's from his dad. Okay. Like, really? Fishing is so boring, but all right.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: But no, it's cool. You know, my, yeah, the other video games, I, they're just fine. I don't care. They
0: yeah. yeah.
1: I'm cool. I'm cool with who they are and what they like. I just kind of wish that at least one of them would like theater. And yeah. roller coasters. None of them like roller coasters as much as I do. I don't understand. So,
2: Maybe Whoa.
1: they'll get older. They'll like them more. But yeah. Anyway, how about I you?
2: Yeah. <laughs> me it's sports like I love sports contact for me but I get it if she doesn't want to that's fine too um her roles of like employment I was a sports program coordinator so being able to like facilitate clinics and camps and leagues coaching it was just amazing for me and there are sports that I never played like baseball and basketball and soccer but just that exposure was just so much fun I loved it Delilah likes ballet Oh, you don't like oh her performing in ballet. It's beautiful to Yeah. I'd also love for her to be an athlete. And that's okay if she doesn't want to be. As I like slowly die inside, but it's okay. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) uh, Like a junior, what is it called? Biddy ball basketball program. Uh She was four or five. This was like right before the pandemic. I get why she didn't like it because the program that facilitated was garbage. I hated the way they did it. It was like nine kids and the coach was like, go dribble. And I'm like, they're five. Like, (laughs) they have... That's not... No, and like, I think that's what gave me so much bias. I was like, this program's garbage. The way I ran it was phenomenal. Um, Maybe, you know, middle school, high school, she's interested in like basketball or volleyball or soccer or something. Um, So it's not like... Completely out of the picture, right? There's some potential. Mm-hmm. But I don't, don't some write... time. yeah, I don't want to write the potential too
0: hard. Yeah. I'll answer this one minute. A year and a half ago, I showed our son Pokemon and he was not into it. And I said, well, I guess you don't have a dad. And so <laughs> I showed it to him a few months ago because some of our, he's in my class also. Some of our the kids in the class were talking about Pokemon. And he said, Pop-Pop, can we watch Pokemon? And I said, sure, yeah, whatever. You hated it, but okay. And now he's super into it. He wants to know every Pokemon. He wants to know what each thing does. He pretends okay. his toys are the Pokemon, even though it's like a dragon or a rock, right? It, oh. He's just like, this is Pikachu. And I said, I'll buy you a Pikachu. Fuck, what are you doing?
1: Let him use his imagination.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm going to tell him that Dilcia said not to buy him a Pikachu. Uh <laughs> <laughs> like, Who's Dilcia? Um I he he hasn't really picked up anything yet that uh that I, I don't get. I do I do put him in theater classes, we put him in dance classes because Serena and I both love dance, but it's not sticking quite yet. He didn't like basketball, he was in one. Uh it was also kind of a lot. I the uh, little tinge, and I'm sorry if you either one of you are uh Star Wars people, but he was like, Can we watch what is Baby Yoda? I want to know. And I go, You are never watching Star Wars. And um <laughs> y- you know, I obviously can't control it. I can control it for as long as I can control the laptop and the Netflix and the Disney Plus. But um that was that was it. I mean it's not really serious, but he hasn't picked anything. Thank you both for doing this. I'm sorry I went a little over but um I I appreciate y'all. I'm probably gonna text you a bunch more because I had a bunch more questions but thank you for letting me pick your brains and thank you for sharing what you shared. Yeah, have a good rest of your night. Thanks. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Thank right, you. Care. See Bye. See you later.
1: After a while, you have to just kind of trust them and trust that what you have modeled, I guess, is what they will go with.